What's up? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview people on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's episode is with my friend Alex Weber, someone who has positively changed my life this year through his invitation into the men's group, Men We Admire. As an international speaker, award-winning entertainer, and American Ninja Warrior, Alex was used to a life of helping people worldwide overcome their obstacles, fears, and failures to achieve their highest goals. Due to uncontrollable events during the past year, Alex's life has shifted and he found himself having to become his own best motivator to overcome unforeseen obstacles. During this time, Alex asked himself what it would look like to become a man that he admired. And from that point on, he had the nagging itch to build something special for other men like himself. To learn more about what Alex is building and how his story evolved, please hear it from the man himself and give it up for Alex Weber. What is up, Thrive Fam? CJ Finley here again with another Thrive on Life podcast episode. And for today's episode, I am super privileged to be sitting here with today's guest who is in town in Austin, Texas. So I made sure to get him on the podcast. But I'd like to kick it right off in this conversation because Mr. Alex Weber, who I'm sitting right across from right now, has created something called Men We Admire. And it is honestly changed my life this year and I'm looking forward to everything that it becomes and potentially helping him continuing to grow it and help other men out there. So my first question is, what inspired you to create Men We Admire in the first place? That's awesome to hear that, man, truly. And uh, I'm fired up to be here. This studio, if you know CJ at all, it doesn't mess around with anything. So anything he does is all out to the highest degree. And uh, this place is rocking, man. So thanks for having me here. And uh, yeah, so Men We Admire started because I wasn't doing great. (laughs) It started 2020 rocked me. And we'll go into it, but in a way that I hadn't been rocked ever, maybe, and, uh, how, and, you know, there's a great quote that I love, nothing changes if nothing changes. And um, so this is also kind of me in, in dramatic fashion. I was like, all right. And I drove out to the desert and uh, right after the, the 1st of January, 2021, because I was like, nothing changes if nothing changes. And I just need some honest, soulful <laughs> check-in, like some real brutal honesty, Alex on Alex time. And, uh, and I did that. And part of it was that I wanted to be a better man. That was just some, some real truth that I felt in my soul was that I was not the version of me that I wanted to be. And so I took pen to paper and I literally wrote men I admire, underlined it, and I started making a list of men that I've been able to know throughout my life that I deeply admire whether that is them as a family man, whether that's them as a businessman, whether that's them as an athlete or a friend, but just aspects of them that I'm like, damn, that is, that's a man I admire. And I was like, that's it. That is it. I want to be on this list. I want to be a man that I admire. And it was one of those where, as I said that, it was such a deep in my heart and in my bones and in my spirit of yes, 
that from that point on, there was no part of me that wasn't going to do it. Like I left, uh, I left the desert and I started thinking of people in my life that I felt similar who were committed to wanting to be better versions of themselves. And I made that list and I remember then going out to the beach in Venice and looking at this list and that voice popped up in my head of like, no, maybe this is silly or don't do it or what, you're gonna reach out to 15 guys in your life and ask them to be a part of this. But what was interesting is that voice came up, but it almost felt like a voice that was supposed to be there because of course we're supposed to have fears. Yeah. And of course we're supposed to have doubts. But the deep in me, yes, was so much that it was like, I don't have time. I, I can't listen to you. I know that the human part of me wants to indulge these fears and doubts, but the spirit in me knows that this needs to happen. And truly, when I reflect back on every defining period of my life, it's been because of a deep spirit, yes. And so all of the other challenges that have come, I've almost been like, well, yeah, but I'm doing this, you know? So, so that's where it started, but really where, where it took hold and what encourages me to go forward with it is that the minute that you and Sean and Grant and Noah stepped in and connected with each other, that's where I was like, oh, that's what this is. It's men connecting with each other to lift each other up. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, I've talked about this on the podcast before, like the, the void that you're filling, and it goes back to like you were an athlete, yeah. a high-achieving athlete, and we, I was talking to, I forget who I was talking to a couple of days ago, but at the end of the day, like men were brought into this world with this masculine energy. Like we go into sports, and it's like, the one playground yeah. where we get to be loud and rambunctious and like literally like being aggressive is cheered on and we make millions <laughs> yeah, of dollars yeah, yeah, yeah. for being like that, yeah. right? And then what ends up happening is like you go to school and then you get your you get into the real world and it's like they strip you away from yeah. everything it is to be a man in my eyes because it's like you go to a corporate you go to a corporate job, you have to dress the way they dress. Mm -hmm. You have to talk the way they talk. There's all these rules that you have to follow. You have to walk on eggshells. And we're used to this world where, at least I was used mm -hmm. to this world, where I could be my unique self and, and be an actual like man in my, yep. in my own right um, without fear of really stepping out of bounds and yeah. like hurting people. Cause I never want to hurt people. And then we get into this position where like anything you do hurts people and I'm, I'm riffing here, but the reason I'm, I'm going in this direction is cause that's where I felt that void, what you've provided fills for me because I feel like I'm now back in an arena where there's other men that are striving to be better and, yeah. and do greater things. Um, but not in the essence of like, how do I put it? Like, like we're very vulnerable to the fact where mm -hmm. we're not going to be perfect with it. Yeah. Like I'm not going to be like, I'm going to do shit that isn't the best. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of males shy away from being able to talk about those things. And that's where my next question is, you mentioned you're questioning yourself a little yeah. bit. And what was the hardest thing when you were creating this 
to kind of get over it. Cause you're talking about bringing like 15, 20, 30 high achieving yeah. males. And like, that's, that's scary in itself to yeah. do because of judgment. But the reason I'm asking this question is there's other people out there that might want to start their own groups yeah. in their own communities. But what were some of the struggles that you went through when you were actually building? Cause I like to be practical on this podcast where yeah. your advice could potentially help them build yeah. their own. You nailed it also with the athletic side and, and that almost being like a, a safe space, ironically, a safe space where we can be aggressive. But practically, I felt confident that me coming to these people because of that we were good, you know, we have a real bond, that they would show up. But would they come back was really, that was the first one. And even now, it's funny, the other day, we're six months in, and I said this to Grant, I said, I hope no one's coming out of a favor to me. And he was saying something of like, how nice do you think people are? Like, they're not going <laughs> like, to come back every week for six months because Especially wanna... <laughs> during summer, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a good point. It, it's, it stays light out here till 9 p.m. in Austin, dude. Yeah. And like, our calls, I guess, are at like 7.30 here. So I there's know. still daylight for me to burn. You're not wrong, man. I, I realized that being here. But it's uh that was the biggest one was making sure that it is something that people get value in. And we're not always going to look forward to things, but if this growth experience can be a little fun, I think that is what one of the biggest value adds of, of Men We Admire is, is if you can be working on yourself, feel like you're improving, feel like you're pushing yourself, but also have some laughs with people and feel connected and feel like you're hanging out with friends during it, that's, that's when the good stuff happens. I um, think you hit the nail on the head there. That's another thing that if I relate back to sports yeah, is like, I used to laugh so much. Like you have practice. Yes. Yeah. We practice every day. Yeah. So you're like, there's, there's so many facets of working your brain when you play sports. It's not just physical. People think it's physical, but it's just like, I am working on commitment. I'm yeah. working on dedication. I'm working on camaraderie. I'm working yeah. on teamwork. I'm working on having joy in tough times. And we're yep. like, in the middle of a game, there's a laugh, yes. right? Like, yeah. And again, that gets stripped away from us and from nine to five every day, <laughs> yeah. it's just like men are shells of themselves yeah. and we wonder why everyone's depressed and the suicide yeah. rate for males is only growing. And yeah. in my eyes, I believe the real factor is we're taking away communities of yeah. men. Like yeah. we're not playing, like sports is a heavy factor. And then what ends up happening is, is what I've noticed is they just watch sports on, on TV. Yeah. They, they go to the bar every weekend. Then they're filling their, they're eating the wrong foods and drinking yeah. a ton, which lowers their testosterone, makes them even worse. And like, that's why I like the men we admire group. Cause it is like, we went on this retreat yeah. to Tahoe yeah. and it's like, it's not only f it's mental and physical where we're hiking and, and trying to get out of our comfort zones in multiple different areas yeah. of our life. We did the cold plunge. Like, yeah, yeah. That was super sick. And I think, how do we get more males to continue the ride of yeah. what that sports provides after college? Um, yeah. But what has been your biggest learning lesson through all this? Because you, you created a group for all of us to kind of learn and connect with each other. Yeah. And 
you're the one guy that kind of knew all of us prior to getting in there. So on the flip side of that, what has been like the top learning lesson for you as you now six months into running a group? And it could be multiple things. It could just be like. I mean, there's definitely practical ones. I, I think the biggest one is respect people's time. That is something because especially high achievers, time is a very valuable thing. So that is one where I've really been focused to have it start and stop at, because I'm a part of some things and it'll bleed over and people will be like joking around. I'm like, no, there's a great quote. I don't know who says it, but you can't have fun with someone else's time, you know? And uh, so that was one. So if that's a practical one, a a takeaway. Um, And I think the other one is really just, and this is something I learned from coaching. I coached high school lacrosse for a lot of years and it was one of the best things I've ever done is giving people space to really shine and be their fullest selves, you know, and, and, you know, I remember when we went on the retreat, you know, part of the thought in my head was, should I do programming? Are guys going to get something out of this without structured? Should I bring in guests into this? And I remember waking up and there's five dudes shirtless doing morning yoga. (laughs) It's like, I was like, oh, I guess they're making the most of it. And, And this is just CJ being CJ. CJ and Cam are having a really heart forward, provocative conversation about race. And, uh, and it's, there was no prompt. There was no, uh, Hey, we have a guest who's going to talk about inclusion. It was just CJ being CJ, Cam being Cam. And there was a container where these two guys can, can be themselves and connect. Uh, so that's really been an exciting thing to me and where I really feel encouraged to just create some bones where guys can come in and build the house, you know? I love that. And I, I've actually never heard of it like said like that because it's just like, again, it goes back to just like teamwork. Like you can't, like Rome wasn't built in the day. It's laid yeah. brick by brick and it wasn't, the, every brick wasn't laid by one person. So in my eyes, I think you did it the right way where if you have people like, leaders lead at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. And it's just like, if you have, if you have a group of leaders, it kind of allows it to be more malleable. You just have to, in my eyes, provide that additional house, which is what you did. You provide the initial structure. Hey, we're doing this. This is where we're going. Who wants to come? And then it kind of fills out. And then as we progress in the future, it's, it's more so who wants to take the lead in certain areas. And then that way, um, everybody knows who to look to. So it's been such a blast, but I'd love to kind of pivot this conversation yeah. into more of where your life was at yeah. prior to men we admire and prior to COVID because you're a public speaker and yeah. you've done some pretty impressive things. If you just go to Alex's website, you can immediately tell. And obviously if you're a public speaker, COVID had to have been a, uh, a life-changing kind of event. Um, as it was for all of us, but especially in the career path that you're in. But what did life look like prior to the stage being stripped away from you? What was the average day for Alex Weber? It was something. In a matter of a few days, and I actually haven't shared about this a lot, and now's as good a time as ever to, to do that. So it was, it was two realities for me. And... It was something where I almost didn't share about it because COVID was going on and there was such loud things going on on the global stage for people that my Alex, one of one, what I was going through, I kind of kept pretty tight to the chest. Mm -hmm. Um, But leading up to that, I was speaking multiple times a week on 
surreal, cool stages. Uh, I, I went down to Mexico and spoke to their young government. It was just very, very cool and was training for to compete on American Ninja Warrior. And my mom has had stage four cancer for the last couple of years. And so she was in Mexico getting treatments that she couldn't get in America. So I got to go be with her and she was going to be my guest of honor on the sideline. And then I left to go speak on more stages and then literally came back to Los Angeles the week before to gear up for American Ninja Warrior. My mom flew in the day before, was, was March 12th, and my mom and I went to NBC um, to do interviews together. So we're literally at NBC lot, the cameras are there, my mom's my guest of honor, and we're doing like flexing shots, pointing to the camera, That's we're awesome. laughing, it's, it's bonkers cool, absolutely surreal. And, uh, and then that night, they asked all the competitors to get on a call, and they postponed it because of COVID, which was like, wow, okay, that's, whew, all right, that's crazy, but, you know, it'll probably be in about two weeks. That's what we thought, and so I was like, okay, you got to stay on this, like, you know, especially as you know, CJ, like, leading up to a competition, you're so laser-focused yeah. on it that I was like, yeah, I don't care. Okay, fine. Two more weeks? Fine. Then I just stick to it for two more weeks. So I went and trained two days later, and it was one of the best trainings I'd ever done in my life. There's a, uh, an amazing athlete, uh, Chad Flexington is his, what he goes by in American Ninja Warrior, <laughs> Ben Udy, but Chad Flexington, absolute beast. <laughs> and we were playing horse, like doing things, and I was like beating him, and I was like, oh, damn, like I'm ready to rock. And I went for this move, and I broke my thumb on it. And so I had to go to urgent care. It was one of those where it happened, and I was trying to keep my headspace of like, don't freak out, but yeah. like, this is a freak out. And I went to urgent care, and then for the next days, as COVID was becoming COVID, and all the hospitals were shutting down, and doctor's offices were shutting down, and the world was like, what is going on? I had to go and find hand surgeons to do a hand surgery. All the while, they're like, um, can you get here by 4 p.m.? Because I'm closing my office indefinitely. And I'm like, I need to get hand surgery because if I don't, what yeah. am I going to spend six weeks with a broken hand? So it was very interesting going into hospitals as they were like, don't come in here. There's COVID. And I was like, I'll cover my mouth, man, but I got I to gotta get surgery done on this. So I did get hand surgery. Um, all my work got pushed because they were all live events. Yeah. And for me, and this is something we can go into, it was, it's not my work. I ask this question often, what do I want to do with my time on earth? And that was the answer to me. So it, it's what I want to do with my heartbeats. So for it to get pushed was very difficult. And then the handbraking, American Ninja Warrior getting pushed, and I was going through a breakup. So it was a time where I allowed myself Gearing up, I was my best self. I was speaking on stages very aligned and authentically. I was about to compete in American Ninja Warrior with my mom, who's going through cancer by my side. And then it all went away. And I allowed myself to let go of the wheel. And just whatever happens is whatever happens. And so I went to a pretty dark place. I want to say for like a month, two months, but ultimately, as is the case, I think for us is, you know, I, I allowed myself to eat whatever I wanted to eat. I could drink whatever I wanted to drink. I could do whatever I wanted to do. Cool. Okay, great. 
it's important to acknowledge that choice and allow that freedom for ourselves. And I did all those things. I did whatever I want to do, ate whatever I want to drink, whatever I want, acted however I wanted to act. But at a certain point, you're like, okay, well, I don't want to be this me. What's up, guys? I'd like to take a second to thank you for tuning into this episode with Alex. I hope you're loving this conversation so far. But before we get back into it, I have an opportunity I want to tell you about. As we all know, life is hard. It can beat you down, have you feeling low, and make it seem like you are alone. I'm here to remind you, though, that the most worthwhile journeys, they are not meant to be taken alone. And right now, you have the ability to take action and join others, including myself, on the mission to make every heartbeat count. Head over to cjfinley.com and sign up for my daily newsletter, where I will be giving you information, impactful stories, tips and tricks, and access to a community who are focused on making an impact above and beyond themselves. You'll also have the perk of exclusive giveaways, potential shout outs, and possibly even some collaborations. The least that will happen is you will walk away into every day with an extra pep in your step. My promise is that I will always do my best to help you thrive on life. And this newsletter is one of the best ways for me to help you do so. So if you're looking to get to the next level of your life, connect with like-minded individuals and have a daily dose of info that will help you thrive, sign up for my newsletter at cjfinley.com. Now let's get back to the conversation with Alex Weber. I, I don't like this version of me. This version of me exists and I can do it. Um, I don't want to go back to that place. <laughs> Are you familiar with like, like parallel universes, yeah, and like how true. like every de- every decision you make, <laughs> yeah, could be one universe one way and one universe the other way, and it makes me think, especially in this case, that like, and in a lot of people's cases, and I love your story and I love how you went and elaborated there because so many people are carrying trauma right now, mm-hmm. but the thing is that trauma ultimately could lead you to like, what is the bigger purpose? Cause you mentioned, I love yeah. what you said. It's like, it's not your work. Like it's your life. Like, yeah. and I'm very much the same way. Like yep. you took my podcast away from me yeah. or, and I mean, the reason I'm getting out of this office is because COVID crumbled what this was all supposed to be. And like one of my, one of my beliefs in entrepreneurship is like burn the bridges. So it's just like, like there's no looking back. Right. And for me, I can't go back and, and try to make this thing what I wished it would have become. Sure. I have to move on to the next thing and continue moving forward. And fortunately, I'm going to be doing that with my buddy Noah, but it's a whole other side story. But for yours, it makes me believe that like, okay, you had your you had your work and the things that you thought you meant were meant to do. But I mean, I've watched you grow over the past six months having seen this group. And now I have a lot more friends that like-minded friends that I can connect with just because awesome. of you and like, it's natural. It's not like you were trying super hard every single day sweating this. So in my eyes, it makes me believe that like everything leading up to that in that universe was because what you're ultimately supposed to do is be growing things that you're doing right now because at the end of the day, like th- what you're doing now doesn't take away from your speaking or yeah. American Ninja Warrior. It, it probably only adds to it. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. And that's such a good outlook too, because it's um it's tough. I wrestled with this last year a lot, especially because without going too far into this, if this was a tornado that hit everyone, or if this was a event of Mother Earth, I would be more okay with it. 
because, hey, Earth, you did this? Hey, I'm just happy to be here. Honestly, like, whatever you want to do, Mother Earth and Universe, we're on your, thank you for having us. And I I could have more existential perspective on it. I think what what I wrestled with, and I don't want to turn your podcast into a Facebook arguing feed, uh, (laughs) but was that people created this, and when people create things, they have interests. And so for me, I had to really come to peace with letting go of feeling wronged or feeling robbed or feeling attacked. Um, All of these victim-y feelings because I did feel like my dream was being stripped away from me because other people had... Interest in something else. Exactly. And whether that's true or whether that's not true, I believe it's true. And regardless, though, it doesn't matter because at some point, again, it comes back to like, okay, your car gets broken into and it gets stolen. Okay, what do you do now? You know, And so that is where I've tried to focus on, okay, what are the riches that I can get from this? Like, what are the gifts that I, I got to probably mine pretty deep? But that's where it ultimately led to men we admire. And I think, you know, one, one that I'm, I'm really focused on keeping as I move forward in life is to not hold things too tightly because, mm-hmm. and I've talked to a lot of high achievers about this, it's a really thin balance of caring so damn much that it keeps you up at night and you want it so badly. Yes. Caring so much and being so committed that you'll do absolutely everything you can. Yes. While also being okay with however it goes and knowing that there is a limit to how much you can do and to not, you know, there's a great metaphor here of anyone who's played any sport knows if you're about to shoot a basketball, you don't grip it so tight. If you play in lacrosse, you don't grip it so tight. If, if you're playing golf, you don't grip it so tight. You have to have this loose handle in order to do well. And I, I, that's something that I'm trying to keep in my life is caring so much, being so committed while also not holding it too tightly. It has to be effortless. Yeah. You have to swing yeah. effortless. <laughs> that's when you it's, hit a home run. You're right. You're right. The thing that kind of helps me do that is thinking about the stock market. Okay. Like I think of life like the stock market. Most people look at their life and they let every day affect them in a positive or negative way mm. versus I try to look at an eagle eye view of like five years, right. 10 years, 20 years. Like, am I on a positive path from 10 years ago? Right. Yes. So like, I'm not even going to, like if I have a bad day, it's whatever. I'm alive. It's cool. Like yeah. my car gets hit, whatever. Like my life is ultimately better even yeah. with the car being able to get hit because I have a car. Like right. I didn't have a car 10 years ago. It's so it's just like, if you're able to do that, yeah. you're able to live in a more effortless life. And it's like, I'm training for high rocks right yeah. now. And one of the things that I've, I've tried to do is like, and when I work with my performance, when I performance coach for some of the clients yeah. I have, we talk a lot about themes. So like your, your, your life goes in waves, just like the stock market. So when you're on a down, what is the theme for that? Like ju- right. for me, it's ride it out. Like, cause a new wave is coming where it's gonna, it's gonna go right. up. But if you try to grip too tight, you're actually mm-hmm. gonna bring your wave even more down rather than just be like, you know what? I just gotta show up today. Yeah. And for me, like in high rocks, the theme is just sweat it out. If, if I sweat it out, if I get a sweat in, cause what I used to do is, if I can't work out for 30 minutes to 45 minutes, I'm just not even going to go, right? Even though I preach, I yeah. like it only takes five minutes, it only takes 10. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't practicing that, 
right? Mentally when I'm, when I'm training yeah. for something, but now it's just like, all right, I got 10 minutes. I'm going to go outside yeah. and I'm just going to go run a mile and just get a sweat going. If that's all I can do, cause that yeah. adds up. So even it though it's a low dip on the, on the day in the long run, it adds, it's going to go and swing the momentum again. So it's, it's something that I think that's what men we admire can help you do now, even leading into the, the next progression of your life, which is what I'd love to talk about a little bit more yeah. now. I was like, now that we're kind of coming out on the other side of this, what does the next six months look like for you as a public speaker in yeah. a sense and as Ninja Warrior? What does that look like? Yeah, I mean, well, each one of those is their own, um, you know, I'm thankful, knock on all the wood of to be doing that again, to be on stages. And that's amazing. Uh, I love it so much. I feel like I'm at my best. I feel like I'm at my best. I feel like I'm using the skills that I built being a stand-up comedian, the skills that I built being a TV host, the skills that I built being a award-winning coach, I feel like they all are used there. So it makes me feel very fulfilled to do that. I think the trap would be to get back into it and forget 2020. <laughs> and we have such short memories. I tell people this of like, I guarantee you, fast forward X amount of time, we're all going to be like, remember when we were wearing masks? Like That was like 10 years ago, right? And it's like, no, that was a few months ago. We just have very short memories, and especially for bad things. So Men We Admire is, there's some spiritual elements to it as well of good versus evil and armies. <laughs> and you know, my real view of Men We Admire is men stepping up to be men, like to be real men, men that, and listen, there's a million different types of men. You don't have to be a man. You can be a woman. You can be a nine binary. There's a million <laughs> different things you want to be. We're planting a flag saying, this is what we're going to be as men on earth. And I think there's a lot of men who are wanting and needing a place to be a man, to not be shamed for it, to not be uh, attacked for it, but to actually stand up and say, hey, I'm strong. I'm loud, I'm big, I'm forceful, but I'm going to use all that. For good. For good, exactly. Yeah. I like how you use the word army there because that's, that's, it, it, that's what COVID and the reason I started running and like cutting out alcohol and I haven't smoked, it really inspired in me because I was just like, we're setting ourselves up for a huge divide in the world mm -hmm. of like, what I call like soul suckers and then like people who, who want to progress this world in the way that it should. And by soul sucker, I mean just like complainers, yeah. uh, people that want things without giving. I'm a big give to get type of person, give without expectation. People who like don't do the right thing to do the right thing. They do the right thing because they want a prize. And right. it's just like, I want to be on the other side of that. Right. And b I wanted to build an army of just humans, not even men. You could be whatever you want. You could call yourself a cat. I don't care. It's, <laughs> but like at the end of the day, you are looking in the mirror and saying, how do I get better in like all these different yeah. characteristics of my life? And that's something that again, like I'm really passionate about the education system. Yeah. And I wish we were teaching kids. Like some of the things you're talking about is just, I think we have lost over the years, like a great example. And I, I said this at the beginning of COVID Kids were losing the ability to go to prom and and mm. graduate and all these things. But I'm like, yo, in World War II, 
Right. Like 17 year olds <laughs> were getting shipped off to D Day. Yeah. Like, let's have some perspective yeah. here. Man, you didn't get to yeah. you didn't get to spend a thousand dollars going to prom. <laughs> like, I mean, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. Sure. It sucks. Yeah, I totally. enjoyed my prom. Yeah. But you're not going to D-Day. Yeah. Like you get yeah. to sit at home with the internet yeah. and food gets to be delivered to your house. Yeah. Liquor gets to be delivered to your parents. Yeah. So that they can survive your complaining for the whole year. Like literally, we kind of have the best setup ever. And people still find a way to to have a problem with it. Um, oh, you're right. And I don't want to go down this whole rabbit hole, but the reason that I'm that I'm plucking at it a little bit is, what are some tips that you have for some people out there that imagine Alex like ten years ago, mm-hmm. right? Like Correct. we're talking to we're talking to somebody that you hadn't had the experience of being on the stage yet, or like you understand life a little bit more your mom is struggling with cancer and i'm sorry to hear that because that hits home with my my family you have some perspective yeah but you're talking to somebody that doesn't have perspective right now how do they get out of their comfort zone and like create perspective in their life because it's one of the things i'm always trying to solve here on this podcast is without bad things happening in your life or directly to you like you said people forget or they just don't yeah. understand. But how can someone that's like has a little like spark in them that's just like, you know what, I kind of want more from my life and I want to do bigger and greater things, but they haven't been like rocked to their core yet to kind of like having this enlightened moment. Do you think there's any way that people can kind of forcefully do that for themselves? Could be not. Yeah. I, I love it. I love it, CJ. So and I'm and I'm pumped and I I should be more uh vocal about this book coming out this fall and a big theme of it is brave honesty. And I think that I think bravery comes in a lot of different forms. We can be loud. We can be, you know, climb a mountain. We can get in and do boxing. I think a really scary thing is to quiet ourselves and look at some parts of us that we don't love to look at what our soul is telling us, you got to do this, but we're scared to do it. And that's an ongoing journey. I I still have that. I'm going through a a moment of that right now um, in my life where I feel like I'm still not fully sharing all of me because I want to be approved. I want to be liked. And uh, I'm I'm actively working on that. One thing that I I say a lot of times with, with Mamie and Meyer is giving us that pause because Life is so damn busy. It's never been a busier time to be alive. Facts. Uh, you know, I'm not saying tough. I'm not saying virtuous. I'm saying busy. Freaking noise. Exactly. It's so damn noisy. So, however you operate, if you want to do micro ones and check in every day, if you want to do macro ones, which is what I do often, you know, like once a quarter, I go off into some isolation and do some real deep like audit and listening, but giving yourself that chance to just be bravely honest. And then one thing that you said, you know, you've said a lot, CJ, which I love is just this perspective. And I think that's what's always helped me is that question. That's that's what ultimately uh, I changed my career. My senior year, I was at Penn. I was playing lacrosse. I was supposed to go into finance. And one night I stayed up. I wrote down what I want to do with my time on earth. I answered it. Next morning, I read it and I was like, "Well, guess I'm not going to finance," you know. <laughs> and that's the truth. I, I could love totally, that. you know. And uh, 
So my advice would be gift yourself a moment to be bravely honest and know that it's going to be scary, know that it's going to be uncomfortable, but also know like how safe do we want to play this thing? That's what's always helped me is before I do anything, I remind myself like creature on a floating rock. So before I do American Ninja Warrior, wow, there's a lot of cameras. Wow, this is intense. I've trained for a year. This is so, uh, I want this so bad. And then I just remind myself, you're a creature on a floating rock. Yep. I'm like, <laughs> let's send it. Let's go. You we'll know, send, baby. 100%. Like, how safe do you want to play this thing? But it's tough because to your point, though, we live in a time of a lot of comfort. It's a very comfortable time. You can. It's allowable comfort. Like allowable it's comfort. Like, like, and what I mean by allowable is here's a, here's an easy stat. Kids are like kids turning into teenagers are drinking less, smoking less, having less issues with with drugs, alcohol, teen pregnancy overall. Really? Yeah. That's wonderful. Yeah. Why though? Yeah. The reason why is because they're sitting at home on Friday nights on their phones trying to get Snapchat followers. Ah. Uh. Okay. They're not out. <laughs> like, so their their parents are like, they're playing it safe. My my kids at home. Sure. But they're not learning anything about life. Like, life is not safe. It's not. Like, the people that succeed in life yeah. learn to adapt to the unsafeness of it. Yeah. Right. They be get they be they build resilience. So yeah. Resilience is a key word for me that I try to. Love that. It's like we had a snow we had a snowstorm here in Texas. Yes, in Texas. <laughs> right. Yeah. Get people freaking the fuck out. Yeah. I was thriving. Yeah. Like I'm <laughs> fucking getting water for people and, and yeah. food and trying to stop That's my CJ. house from flooding and yeah. stuff like that. Like I was like, this is game time. <laughs> this is what this is what life is about, right? I it got it. me out of like, oh my God, I gotta answer yeah. an email today. Yep. Like, yep. no, this is real life. Like, we gotta find food. We gotta find water. We gotta <sighs> like our shelter is getting fucked Feeling up. Alive. Like, I feel alive. I feel alive. Oh, and that's where we're trading everything about life is it's not necessarily right or wrong. So I like how earlier you talked about things being stripped away. It's not whether it's yeah. right or wrong because in your life, that's how you felt, yeah. right? That's your one lens of the world yep. and other people in other parts of the world, they might feel the opposite, right? Who knows? Um, but you, you had to trade off some things in your life and we're always constantly trading yeah. time. That's really the only thing we're trading. We think that money is important, but you're trading time for everything. And, at the end of the day, what we're doing is doing this allowable comfort, which we think is helpful, that short-term comfort. My kid's at home. He's safe. But what happens when he goes to college? What happens when they become an adult? Yeah. We're not thinking 10 years ahead, 20 years ahead. And then as a young adult, it's just like, I'm going to take 100K in debt for, for this certificate that doesn't like, I don't know where my life is going to be in 10 years. And yeah. for you, most people take the 100K of debt take the finance degree yeah. that they don't really like, and then yeah. they end up shifting five years later, yeah. 100K in debt. And they're like, fuck, why did I do that? Yeah. And it's one of those things that I really have thought about a lot. And it's cool to hear you kind of go through it and to hear your story, because maybe it'll inspire somebody else to kind of like write that down. Where did you get this mentality around slowing down and like really auditing your life. Was that taught to you or can you think back to a time where like you really learned how to do that? Cause I love how you touched on bravery, but I'd love to understand a little bit more. I'm learning how to slow down. And this took till I was 30 to do that really. But how did you know how to do that earlier on in your life? I don't know. I mean, it, it's a tough one because I also, 
and, and I'm figuring this out. We're all figuring this out because I think back to when I first was in LA, my motto literally was do everything, meet everyone. I would say that to myself, do everything, meet everyone, do everything, meet everyone. And what would happen compoundingly after that is that I would go anywhere. I would go to a restaurant. I would go to a comedy club. I would go to an acting whatever. And I would know multiple people at everything. And I would start, I would get a kick out of this. I was like, I don't fuck, I know people everywhere. Like I'm, cause I was nonstop. But then what I've also realized is I think a hard truth that I've realized in the last few years, but I'm thankful for it is we can all pride ourselves on being tough and finding that extra layer and you know, all, but there <laughs> is some truth. There are 24 hours in a day you do have a limited amount of energy. There's of actually only like 16 energy. hours in a day. If you were asleep, you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it depends on <laughs> how you know. But of quality energy, there is a limited amount. And it's what do you want to give that to? And, and that's one thing where I've really, in these last years, said some hard no's to projects and things where I'm like, damn, that's like, that's a cool one. And I kind of want to do that bad. But I want to do these more, and if I want to do these more right, I got to say no to this one, and that's a tough thing to do. Again, sounds like something we should be doing in kindergarten. Yeah. That's yeah. a great exercise. This, this is something, though, that I also I, – I, this goes back a little bit, but you prompted it, and I, I want to share it because it changed my life. Uh, I, I joke that a, a good friend asked me it. And then she just sat there and listened for like an hour while I answered. Um, and then at the end, she's like, I'm not your friend. I'm a therapist. Give me money. Uh, I saw a therapist. My, this is such a, my double ex-girlfriend, that's two exes ago. She told me I should see a therapist, which- uh, We all should. We all should we see all a therapist. Should. Um, and thank you, Abby. You're 100% right. I, I needed to see a therapist. And I think this also goes into guys because my therapy was the gym. And I, yeah. I was just like, I'll go there and I'll work it out. Absolutely. That's a wonderful thing, but you can't outrun some things. You need to get into it. So anyways, what the therapist had said to me that really rocked me and, and changed my perspective was she goes, what is fun? Because I was doing things that I thought I was supposed to do for fun, whether that was eating a certain thing, drinking a certain thing, acting a certain way, doing certain activities on certain Friday night, Saturday, whatever. And once I started to unpack that of what is my actual definition of fun and when do I feel that? When do I feel like I um, feel good about myself? I'm smiling, I'm laughing, I'm enjoying it. And then I looked at some of the activities I was doing. I was like, that's not fun. And so just that reframing has really helped me in other, other settings because Tuesday morning was fun. CJ gets a group of us together to work out freaking butt crack early on Tuesday mornings. <laughs> it fucking sucks. It like sucks. in one end, it sucks. <laughs> but like, it's also fun. Yeah. It is It is fun. So yeah, I think just looking at it, things differently. Yeah. <laughs> Man, there's so much to, to dissect from that. There's two things that, that got brought to mind was the whole gym thing. Like I've leaned into that before. And like when I struggle, like working out and exercising and sports have always been the outlet. The way that I look at it though, is just like, Everything in life is tools. Like a hammer is only good when you have a nail to hit. 
if I need a screwdriver, a hammer doesn't fucking help me. So like I look at the gym, like yeah. there's some things where the gym is the hammer, but I yeah. need a screwdriver right now. And that's where uh, I like to use, I'm a very visual person. So that's why yeah. I like to get, depict things in, yeah. in ways that people can take away from it. And that's how I think about the mental side of things. And like, that's where meditation is coming. Med- meditation wow. has been the screwdriver for me is like, I used to laugh at meditation. I still remember my buddy Shay, uh, who just moved to LA yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. We went to Deep Eddie Pool here in Austin. And he tried to get me to meditate. So he, we're sitting there after we went swimming or whatever, and he's just doing his thing. And I'm like looking up. Like I, I kept my eyes closed for maybe 30 seconds, and I'm start looking up. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing right now? Right? I couldn't even sit there for 10 minutes like to just do nothing. That was a big opener for yeah. me. Um, it so sounds any, like now you're doing it in your Every day. Your, every wow. day. I can do it anywhere. I can wow. literally do it in the shower. I can do it right now. Like yeah. half of me is meditating while you're just <laughs> like just soaking it in, right? Like it's – but the reason I'm, I'm mentioning this meditation is – you started defining fun. Yeah, I redefine what meditation is for Love me that. rather than what it is. And yep. that's where you get to define what fun is in your life. And that's where I was fucking up too because like, like High Rocks, not to bring this up again, but I find it fun to work out twice a day and kick my own ass. Yeah. Other people look at me like, why is that guy doing that? He's obsessed or he's this or like he's just going for an aesthetic or I don't care what they think, right? It is fun to me. It is fun yeah. for me to challenge myself and then go to this competition and lay it all out on the line. And then once that happens, get right back into the process. I don't expect it to be fun for you and for anybody else. Like, but to define your fun, yeah. what ended up being fun to you and what ended up not being fun for, to you? And you don't have to go super deep, but like, just if you could visually give some depiction for people because in their own life, they might be struggling with like a good example, getting on stage. Yeah. Like, so fun. Fun. Okay, great. So fun. Um, <laughs> what was something that wasn't fun that you supposed, <gasps> supposedly thought was supposed to be fun? I think, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I think I went to like a brunch and ate whatever egg dish I was supposed to get at brunch and had mimosas and felt like trash. And, and I'm not here being a hardo of like, don't eat, you know, I, I freaking love a good burrito. I love a, you know, whatever. But why I say that specific instance was, okay, it's Sunday. The idea of things. I think that's something that I've had to really be r- brutally honest with, bravely honest with, is to not get caught up in the idea of something. So the idea of brunch, okay, we're gonna go on Sunday, we're gonna have mimosas, we're gonna have eggs benedict, we're gonna joke with friends. And then once you're kind of like, do I actually want to do that? And I'm like, well, I don't really want to eat that. I don't really want to drink that. And I honestly would much rather have fun. You want to get coffee and go to the park and work out or do something or just, you know, like that sounds way more fun to me. And, and I'm thankful for American Ninja Warrior because, I mean, I could go on and on with how many reasons I'm thankful for it, but it brought home the truth to me that we are capable of being athletes, we are capable of being and doing whatever it is that we wanna do, if we actually wanna do it. And you know, that's something now with High Rocks of how dedicated you are to it, I'm sure there's another version of you that wouldn't be doing it, but you've decided that that means something to you and now you're freaking doing it. It's interesting how you said, you, you asked yourself the question of when you get into it, do is this something that I actually want to be doing? Yeah. 
I think we struggle as human beings to do it prior to actually getting into that thing. Right, right. And one of the things that I've been doing to kind of help that is asking myself, would I do this alone? Would I go to brunch and right. drink a mimosa and eggs Benedict <laughs> alone? No, okay, I'm not doing it. <laughs> because yeah. when you're yeah. okay with being the lone wolf, you start attracting right. other people. So that's where the whole Tuesday Run Club started. People think that like, I love running and I want to do this. It was like, no, I know I need to run sure. to help just yeah. in general health, right? Yeah. So the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to show up to the track and I'm going to say rain, sleet, snow. Love that. I'm going to be here. As long as I'm not traveling, I will be here. Even if I'm sick, I will be here. Yeah. You can count on me to be here yep. for myself. Yeah. But then I started attracting other people that are like, you know what? I need that too. Yep. And then you attract the people where Tuesday is fun. Yeah. And then you start seeing, for me, it was great because you got people that didn't think it would be fun. Cool. Now it's fun to them. Yeah. Right? And it's the same thing with, I got asked to do something on a Friday night the other day. It was like an ice bath Fire and ice, right? Awesome. Get together, networking, whatever. I said no to it. Okay. The reason I said no to it is because Friday night is time with my wife. Right. Old me would have said 100%, I'm in there, whatever. But I started thinking to myself, would I alone, if I was alone, would I go to f fire and ice on a Friday night? I love those different things, but I was like, no, I wouldn't because normally I can just do that all the time at the gym, like on my own time. Right. Now, I'm supposed to go because it's supposed to be fun because I'm supposed to meet a bunch of people and, and smile and take photos and whatever. But is that really what CJ likes to do on a Friday night? No, I like to wind down and like, that's like the quiet time on yeah. earth. You talk about noise and busyness yeah, yeah, yeah. where like the best time I found is like Friday at 5, 6 p.m. Because half the world is either out to eat yep. or getting drinks and the other half of the world is just chilling, not bothering you. Nobody wants to be bothered at that time. So whole reason I went down that rabbit hole is because one of the areas that I've been thinking about and I struggle with the same thing, I think all of us in, in, the, in our group do, is just like, if you're trying to be everything to everyone, yeah, nothing and nobody. So the first person you started with, with yourself. But let's kick this into high gear. Um, <laughs> it's Thursday. You're here in Austin, Texas. Okay. What's your life looking like these days? What, like You left LA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why'd you leave LA? Uh, I love this high gear. Um, I, yeah, we're gonna do some rapid fire. Yeah, here. no, I love this. I I left LA because I felt in me that it was time to move into a new chapter, and one of them was. I mean, this is just the the real truth. Is I was looking around my place one day, and I was just like, "There's so many comforts here that I don't want or care about." I'm like on this couch, and I was like watching TV, and I'm just like. I don't want any of this. Like, <laughs> I don't want any of this. I know that me for fun is me being Alex who is in purpose. I know that if I'm not in purpose, there is no beach in Bali. There's no Hawaii. There's nothing that will make me happy if I'm not doing what I feel like I'm supposed to do on earth. So I'm looking around. I'm like, if this doesn't support me to do what I want to do on earth, I don't want it in my life. And so I gave away everything. I put... Like I was brutal and even I had framed photos of like my nieces and I'm like, well, I have two of them. I'll just throw them. Like, I was like, <laughs> yeah. Cause you have to be, I'm just like, I remember this. I know what you look like. I love you. Okay. It goes in the trash. There's Facebook for that. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and it's felt good. So I 
trying to be just more minimal and focused. And uh, so, yeah, I'm out of L.A., I'm here in Austin. I'm going to go to Colorado with our good men we admire, Jordan Kahana and Angela Gargano, who you know as well. We're getting a house together, um, which I think will be great. And then I'm also, you know, this is something that I'm taking from 2020 is not scripting everything. Hell and, yeah. You know what I mean? And I have faith that I don't know what the next chapter is, but I do have faith in myself that I will see it and act upon it when it shows itself. And that's, that's what I'm having trust in. What are you scared of? I'm scared that, this is the honest answer, and uh, you know, CJ, you bring it out. I'm scared that I will forego some of my prime because I didn't want to upset people. I didn't want to ruffle feathers. I didn't want to have people not approve of me. And so I tried to please everyone, and I pleased no one. Um, and that's not the truth. I, I, I want to amend that because this is very real. This is my very honest answer. I know that I'll please a lot of people because I am positive, because I'm energetic, because I'm a good guy. But I know that my greater purpose is to uh, be a little bit more fiery because that's what is in me. And that's also when I've reached higher levels of success. And so that's my next chapter is to allow that fire out a little more. Oof, that gives me chills because I posted something the other day. It talked about I'm no longer going to hold back around people that like basically you said the word hardo earlier. Yeah. Like, fuck it. Yeah. I go hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you don't want to go hard, get yeah. out of my way. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm over it. Like, yeah. and I, I felt that, like man. alcohol and drinking and doing all these things. Yeah kept me from being who I truly was, yeah. which is like, I like to set goals and I like to fucking smash them because I want to live a life that is yeah. worth living and yeah. worth remembering when I'm 70, 80, 90, if I make it there, right? Tomorrow's not guaranteed. So riffing off that, who do you care about that you're leaving an impression on? Because what you said is you're scared of walking on eggshells, right? Because of what people think. But if you, I found that if I defined who I, who is the only person so right. that yeah. I care or think, and I'll be brutally honest, it's just me. Like That's I'm married awesome. and Aaron will attest to this. There's so many times I'll get, it happened this <laughs> week. I have a, uh, I think I'm colorblind. So I think it's a yellow melon hat or green, green. Oh or, wow, but, I didn't know that. Like, okay. You saw me wear the pink ones, right? Yeah, the did pink you know that was pink? pink? Yeah, I know those were pink. That'd be a funny but thing. But the, the green, yeah. yellow ones are throw me off. Okay. I got it. She's like, ooh, those are so ugly. And I was like, I don't care what you think. And wow. then I wore them to the gym the next day. Wow. Literally, the first three people that showed up to the gym and saw me like, dude, that's so sick, blah, blah, blah. Like five people reached out to me on Instagram. I don't care what they think either. <laughs> yeah. I was like, summer vibes coming out. I want to be high vibe. I'm going to be colorful. It. Fuck it. it. Right? So <laughs> for you, yeah. now- I have to put the context behind it because I like how you just put the context. I'm going to amend it a little bit. For very big decisions, yeah. life decisions that don't just impact me, like clothes are clothes. But like I do care about what yeah. she thinks. I care about what my parents think. I'm very conscious of yeah. that. But outside of that bubble, it's like, eh. Do you think if you were more narrowed down into that, that that would help a little bit? So it's an interesting thing. Um, and I also want to say... I mess up a lot. What I remind myself is we are what we do most often. And so if you miss a day working out, if you 
whatever it is, you drink that thing, you have an interaction with someone that wasn't your best, we are what we do most often. And I think most people just take those as such blows that they kind of forgo even trying to be better or chalking up a oh, self-belief that they can't yeah. do it. Um, so I just want to say, like, I screw up all the time, but having enough commitment and grace with yourself to just return back and keep at it. And, and I think that can be tough. I, I think about that quote a lot of good is the enemy of great. And it's just so damn true. And there was one person that was a very big personification of my doubts and judgments. And he was one of my college teammates and we're friends. Uh, he's very supportive. He's probably going to listen to this, but I cared about what he thought about me. And so I would kind of stifle myself. And then ultimately I had to just come to that place of, it wasn't the healthiest, but I went almost of an anger place of like, go F yourself. I don't care what you think. And that worked. What would have been better is if I had an, uh, I could do it with love, but ultimately I needed to just kind of separate. And uh, I think where it comes down to is not caring about what people think, even if they might have an impact on your well-being. Meaning, like maybe it's someone who you need to not care about what they think, but you work with them, and they, you know, it's easy if they're not in our lives. But if you have to interact with them, if they have a say in your success or fulfillment or well-being, it's tough to not care. I go back, and this is where I go back to we're just a creature floating on the planet. Yes. Thoughts right. are made up. <laughs> They're all just made up. My That's thoughts, good, your thoughts. Man. So when you drop your ego enough to be like, I'm not right, they're not right. But right. there is one thing. Like Science is science. Like If, if I take this headset off, it's going to fall to the ground. So – naturally I can prove that there's gravity because I can prove against the fact of it. Right yeah. now in society, like I can't prove whether their thought or what they think 99.9% .9 of the time is right or wrong. Same with mine. We just don't know. Right. So you can only go with what you feel and yeah. what you think ultimately yeah. because man, whatever happened in their life to lead them to that impression or to that thought, you can't control. Now, here's how you tell, and this is what has helped me a lot, is I tell if they're a real friend or real family member because I respect your opinion. However, right. this is how I'm going to go about right. my life. If you really love me and really think that you should be in my life, you might disagree, but you're still going to support me yeah. in the ways that I need to be supported and vice versa. Yeah. And I think that's such a lost art yeah. in today's world. And I think ultimately, bring this all the way back to men we admire, I think that is the most empowering thing that you are starting to create because, I mean, there's a lot of different types of dudes in there. Yeah, there Like are. if you went to the first retreat, like there's a lot of yeah, different perspectives and different personalities yeah. and things like that. But I think the ultimate thing that we allow for each other is disagreement, respectful disagreement and yeah. debate, but I'm still gonna support you in whatever goals that you have. Yeah. And when you talk about building an army, when I look at back at old times, like there used to be this mutual respect, like we're not fighting at night, like troops <laughs> go back to light, right? Yeah. Like troops go back, get the wounded, everyone eats. Like <laughs> now, I don't yeah. even know if that shit exists. It's just craziness <laughs> all over the place. Like hit people when they're down yeah. and like, yeah. there's no yeah. moral. And I was talking to my wife about yeah. this, like the ethics of society have just gone down yeah. of just like, Okay, what what are we actually here on this planet Earth fighting for? And yeah. the reason I'm 
saying this is because that fire that you have, you have to be the light to shine onto other people. Like there's so many people that don't have their light bulbs lit, that don't have their gas lit, that that fire is going to touch them and ignite them. And you're never even going to see the darkness after that. Like as soon as you let that light out, I used to tell this to my interns because here's a, here's a story for you. One of my interns, like her parents actually laughed at her getting the internship here. She's an aerospace engineer and she wasn't going to take it. And she emailed me like, Hey, can you write like a a little script or bullets on like what's going to happen to the internship? And I told her, no, I was like, you can look at our social media. You can look at the community involvement that we do. You can talk to Hamza, who was an an intern last year, and you can ask him like, what it was like, what skills you learned. I was like, I believe in our process. And if you don't believe in it, don't come. And she ended up coming and she ended up not knowing what was going to happen. But now she runs her own organization where I actually want to connect her with you because I think we can partner a little bit. Um, She has 19 members. 25 engaged like people in the community and they're looking to do more events, more things across the US. Um, and this is all within a year. Reason I'm telling this story is one of the things that we talk about doing is like letting your inner fire come out and yeah, turning your that. light bulb on, which inspires other people's light bulb to come on. After she turned hers on and she goes back for the summer and is with her parents, she's actually like helping them build things and yeah. create things and do things now because yeah. they see her light bulb on, they see the real fire come out. And ultimately that's what everybody wants to be around is like that person that's like, wow, what happened to you? Yep. I have one last question before we kind of get Yes, I want you to say it, but you're an activator. You really are. Have you ever been called that? Uh, what is it? I haven't, not in that terms, but a... Um, like I, I would say, like I turn people's light bulbs on. Yeah, like they were off. You do. That's that's how I've said it. And then igniter. Hell yeah. That's what Thrive was made about. Thrive was about helping other people thrive on life. And then like feel, you're sitting under feel your passion. Yep. So my calling, what I realized when I stepped into my passion, and it's funny, podcasting is really fun to me, right? And I got to this point because I started asking myself, like, what is my purpose here on this earth? I used to be ego, in the ego a lot of, I want to be on stage. I want sure. to do these things because I was a captain of the team. I like yeah. the spotlight, whatever. But I was just like, I started asking myself, here's another thing for the audience. If you have a couple things you like, what you need to ask yourself is, if I couldn't do this one thing for the rest of my life, which ones would I give up? Right. So I had to ask myself, if I couldn't read or write for the rest of my life, which one would it be? It would be read. I have to write, I have to get, I have to like put pen to paper. So that shows that like my priority at all times is make sure I'm continuing to write. I can go without a book for a month, two months, three months, but I have to write. Podcasting or speaking, I have to podcast. Awesome. I love intimate conversations. Reason being, I like getting your story out. I like telling stories with the videos and like being creative. Speaking is fun. Events are fun, but it takes a lot of energy out of me. I got to prep. I got to make sure that my fashion is on point because I don't want to look like an idiot. I don't want to have, like there's little things you got to do for that sure. that I don't have to do for this. And then I start thinking if I could not speak or I could not podcast for the rest of my life, yeah. it would be not speak. Yeah. I'll just podcast. And a lot of those things, asking myself those things has helped me activate more people because really at the end of the day, activation is if you take away the water from the wood, it's way more likely to get lit. We still need water. Like that's, that's where people get stuck is like, I have so many things that I'm good at or so many things I want to do. Yep. So many people I care about, but they're literally like, w- they wash over their flame. Yeah. Rather, if you just yep. took the water away, I still need it. 
but like what is the most important yeah. thing in your life? And that's where for me, it was like focusing on those most important things has led me to activating other people in a way that yeah. keep that flame, flame lit, man. Like that's, that's oh, yeah. what you have to step into and you're only going to attract more people with the same type of flame and it's gonna burn so bright that you're not even gonna see anyone else after yeah. that. Because at the end of the day, when you go to sleep, I ask myself, I care what Noah thinks, Right, like I care what these people around me who think sure. the same way. You like, how do you feel when I ask you an idea? But man, the people that are in my past, yeah, do I care, do I care what they think? Right. No, like, nope. Yeah, nope. And there might be a day where I don't care about the people I just said. Yeah, what they think. Yeah, right. It might come to that point. You never know. So, last type of question I have riffing off this, and then we'll wrap yeah. up. Is you mentioned having that flame? And, and wanting to kind of like put it out there into the world. Another thing I do as an activator is I challenge people to actually narrow down and set some goals. What does that look like in the next six months to a year in terms of men we admire, ninja, getting on stage? What does that flame look like? What does it look like to step into your greatness? Woo! These are good questions. These are good questions. Think and... and like no money matters, no resources, think out of this world. Cause like when we have the opportunity, no one get, ever asks us these questions. It's like, if Alex shows up as his greatest self, what is he able to accomplish in the next six months to a year with that flame? So the less tangible one is allowing it out more and more and more and not stopping it. Um, so this is like begin, from a like from the gate standpoint of allowing it from coming from a true place and not stopping it when that voice comes in of oh what if people won't like it or or all that how that shows up in the world I, I think my biggest challenge to myself right now is I was talking to someone about this I, I think my greatest offering to the world is and 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 where I became a U.S. Lacrosse High School Coach of the Year was being able to combine that fire with connecting with people and with humor, and that is something that I, I want to figure out how to bring that more to the world. Yeah, awesome. I'm gonna ask you like in a month from now, like what does that look like? <laughs> I know it's it's yeah. Okay, so I asked my email subscribers. To, to do these three things. So like, what are you passionate about? Okay. What are you naturally gifted at? Okay. What can you impact the world? Like what can have a massive impact in the world? So you kind of just did that. I, I, I wrote about this a couple of days ago. So it's awesome to hear you do that where it's just like, you're passionate about clearly about helping people yep. and coaching and stuff like that. Yep. Your skill is like, you can bring that humor and that fire into it. Mm -hmm. The question that you need to ask yourself, because again, time is finite, is how do you have the most amount of impact? Where does that sit? And that's really where it is. And you're already, you already do it. You're on stage, you're writing a book. What I think could help settle you settle in yeah. is like you have this men we admire. Where does that sit in that? Because if you think about this, if you make men we admire, and this is me bringing on the consultant hat, if it. you were able to have men we admire and have chapters across the US, yeah. you fill all three of those other things. Yep, done. Like you can be humorous, you can be on stage, yep. you can write more books. You then have the outlet that you would need because you've built a platform that you own. Um, and this is me just being nerdy again on business. You also have an entity now. That's a, 
that lives and breathes beyond yourself. And that would be my question for you to leave with. You don't have to answer this is, how does Alex leaving from this outside of a book, how do you create a platform where when your time comes on this earth and your soul is the only thing that's left, what can still go on? And that's, that's where like Thrive On Life for me is just like, how, I wanna create a platform where this thing exists forever, even when my heart stops, so. You, I think you just nailed it, man. And it's something where if my, when, not if, when <laughs> this physical form is done, which I was gifted a physical form of a man, whatever we want to debate, I was, came into this physical form of a man. And so if my gift, if I leave this body and my impact is that other people who came into this earth in the physical form of a man are able to be men they admire, I'm all in. Mic drop. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Awesome. Cool. So uh, I always end with, I like to connect you with opportunities and other people. Um, So for you, it's three part. If someone's looking to get involved in men we admire, what do they look like? Two, if someone is looking to hire you to come speak, what type of gigs are Mm. fun to you? Because you mentioned that earlier. And then three, how can people best connect with you so that A, you can solve some of their problems or maybe they just want to chat and, and figure out how they can help you. Yeah, I appreciate that, man. Men We Admire, reach out to me, reach out to CJ, reach out to at Men We Admire. Tell us about yourself. Tell us why you want to be a part of it. Uh, I interview everyone and uh, want to know why you want to be a part of it. Uh, you can look like anything. You can come from anything. You can be anything. The only thing you need to be is someone who wants to be a man that you admire. Speaking, the thing that fires me up the most is people dealing with self-belief. I deal with a lack of confidence, nerves. I have such a history with nerves and doubt. And so it really fires me up. And what I get most excited about is if people want to accomplish things, but they need to believe in themselves a little bit more to overcome fears or failures or challenges. Um, so if that is you... Hit me up. I'm about it. Uh, and then I'm at I'm Alex Weber on all the things. If you want to pre-order the book, it's called Fail Proof. Um, I appreciate it. CJ, you are a boss, man. Now, this has been awesome. I have one more thing on your speaking, though. Yeah. Uh, what type of stages? So, like, schools, um, networks, or what, what things should – because, again – I'm trying to help you narrow down. What, yeah. What does it look like? I, I think one thing that I love about the uh, of speaking truly is that I, I'll literally speak to millionaire uh, sales people at companies and then the next day speak to a college sports team and then the next day speak to, you know, it, it's, I I, it. I, I've spoken to farmers literally uh, in Iowa River Valley, amazing organization. It was their farmers who came right from the fields so it's great, it, it, Hell yeah. it, you know? Um, so wherever you're at, man, I'd love to meet you there. <laughs> I like that. Meet them where they're at. You're not above yeah. anything. And I think you live that and you've uh, exuded that here today. And at the end of every podcast, one, thank you so much for thank you. your time is super fucking valuable. And I just appreciate you coming through the studio today. Thank you for the kind words. And I'm really amped for uh, our audience to yeah. hear what you had to say. And um the last question that I always ask is, what does thriving mean to you? And feel free to take a couple seconds here. There's no right or wrong answer. It's more so just a gut reaction to, when you think of the word thriving, what does it mean? One, you're alive, you're alive. You're activated, you're, and it's across 
It's across the width of life, the fullness of life. You're in purpose and you're nailing it, but then also the, your relationships and who you are, you're just, you're just at that, you're firing. You're just at that frequency. You're just, uh, you're alive. You're alive across the board. You're lit up. You're I lit like up. that. Yep. You're just feeling alive. I mean, that's as simple as it gets. And that's one of the reasons that I even started. It was like, it started as an Instagram and it was like, what, what could I look back on to feel alive? So anytime I'm feeling down, I just look at that page and be like, all right, I need to go do some more of this. Or I need to go to Lake Tahoe <laughs> right. again oh, with, cool. with my buddies yeah. and feel that feeling again. Um, and that, that's really what it, what it's all about. And again, thank you for your time. I always talk about like my biggest takeaway at the end of cool. the podcast. And I think, man, my, it was an easy one here today. When you started talking about like not doling your flame to basically please other people, it's just a huge reminder of me to keep going down this path because like, yeah. this is ultimately what I want my career to be. And a lot of the reasons I want it to be my career is because I can bring on people with differentiating views and learn more and get more out into the world and then let people kind of decide what is for them. And that's ultimately my biggest struggle has always been holding my tongue and holding my breath uh, along the way because it's you get into this rabbit hole of what should I be doing sure. to get the podcast to the next level? What shouldn't I be doing that it's would inhibit it and all these different things? And ultimately, you just remind me just to be my best, the best version of my of me of myself, yeah. and and show up every every day and try as hard as I possibly can to live my truth. And I can't thank you enough for that. So you do that. You yeah, do. we're we're gonna keep it rolling, and and one day I look forward to potentially being up on stage with you. So. This is CJ yes. Finley with Thrive on Life Podcast. I love all of you. Please go rate and review if you can. It helps so much. And please connect with Alex. Man, he's changed my life and I know he can change yours. So till next time, this is CJ. Thrive on. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. And on behalf of the small team here at Thrive on Life, I'd like to thank you for listening to one of our episodes. Our mission in life is to help people like you fuel your passion and make every heartbeat count. And we realize the best way to do this is together as a team. So we'd love for you to join in on this mission and connect with like-minded individuals within our Thrive on Life community. To do so, please head to thriveonlife.com and connect with us there. We'd love to chat with you. Before I sign off, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.